Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Town Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America, and I am your host. Don Q, how's everybody doing out there today? It is Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. How's everybody doing out there today? I guess tomorrow is the first day of fall, and I tell you what, down here in the free state of Florida, you can tell it's about to be fall. And by that, I mean it's just the second part of summer. <laughs> but seriously, um... I got, a, I got a nice little show for you today. It's kind of out of the realm of what everyone's talking about, and that's that's the way I likes it, because I don't want to be bringing the same old noise that you're hearing from, you know, 20 different podcasts. Um, sorry, I'm having some computer issues here, so you have to bear with me. Yeah, my internet's down, so that's, uh, that's always fun. And, uh... So I'm having to use my phone to uh, power the internet. <laughs> so that's always fun. Um, almost wasn't going to do a show, and I was like, screw it, I'll just hook up my phone and we'll go from there. So you're welcome. Because what I want to talk about today is very interesting. I, I believe it's very interesting because as I've been talking to Chris and you peruse the Twitter machine there, you're hearing a lot of stuff, a lot of uh, people talking and it's not trending, so it's something you have to kind of look for. You might stumble across it. Um, I don't know how many of you guys are on TikTok. And I know you can laugh and you can scoff in TikToks, you know, videos. You got girls shaking their asses. You got, you know, podcast guys making drinks. And that was, you know, a shout-out at me. You can check us out. Don't tread on America on TikTok. You can see me making drinks. Anyway, um, but... In all honesty, once you once you get into the right algorithm based on the things you search on the internet or Twitter or whatever the case may be, you'll fall into a, a, a personalized algorithm of things that interest you. So, so you won't see all the stupid videos of, you know, whatever. Kids doing stupid things, girls shaking their ass. You won't fall into those trends unless you want to look at them. So point being is you can find some interesting things or you you'll hear some outlandish shit i'll be honest too and a lot of conspiracy theories but what i like to use 
TikTok for, and um, you'll hear someone say something, whatever that something is, and it sparks your curiosity. Then you start researching it. So I'll go on, you know, DuckDuckGo, start researching keywords. Uh, I'll go on Twitter, see if anybody's talking about those things. And sometimes you find stuff, and sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's just a crazy person on TikTok with some random bullshit. So, I mean, but you do your research. Don't get your news from TikTok or Snapchat or anything like that. You know, research it. Look at different sources. So, where I'm going with this is, for some reason, a lot of people are talking about September 23rd and or September 24th. So, I guess there was a Simpsons episode a few years back. And they talked about, I think it was on the 23rd of September, there was going to be an EMP attack. And, and you know, I know it's a cartoon, it's The Simpsons, but we have all all know that the Simpsons, the Simpsons have been right about a lot of things. And uh, coincidence, you know, you hear, it was Matt Groening, uh, a time traveler, you know, so on and so forth. I don't know, maybe he is, maybe he isn't, I, I, whatever. Point being is, there's a lot of people talking about these particular dates and you have to wonder why there's a series of different movies different movies that have nothing to do with with um one another and they're referencing this date so i want to get into that but before i do i want to remind you of our new sponsor to the show christian lawson watches check them out at christianlawson.com Use promo code DTOM, that's D-T-O-M, at checkout to get 30% off your purchase price. Guys, check them out. Great watches designed in London, 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 England, and made in a sweatshop in Caicos. No, I don't know. Uh, I think they're Swiss, Swiss-made watches. Um, all right, so basically the way we're going to go with this is what's going, what is going to happen on September 24th? Okay, so I have a montage here that I want to play for you. And this this is not necessarily what's going to happen Friday or Saturday, but what's going to happen in the upcoming days. Not weeks, not months, not years, but upcoming days. Okay, so I'm going to play this. September 30th, all of the church's liquid assets from all over the world need to be moved to the Vatican Bank. Was this a signal? It happened right before the Queen's passing, a huge red flag. One day after that, on October 1st, German platoons will be patrolling the streets. Also on September 30th, the Bank of England will be withdrawing all legal tender of 20 and 50 paper banknotes. This new money, do they have microchips in them? Ireland's biggest bank will be removing cash services from 70 branches. The switch will take effect between September and October. All these major events are taking place September, October. Even Denver is giving out free bug out bags for people to prepare for the month of September. A man in the German parliament told the world to prepare for September the 24th, 2022, stating that something so dramatic will happen that you will remember this date forever and where you were at. So that guy that he's talking about, I'm going to play that actual clip for you here in just a second. Um, so it wasn't necessarily one particular day. It's almost like a week. So the 23rd is this coming Friday. And then 
you heard the dates the 24th, the 30th, which is the following Friday, and the 1st, which is the following Saturday. So a lot of this is supposed to, the way people are talking is going to commence within the next week. So here is the the video of, uh, this. this is a guy, and he's saying stuff. <laughs> uh, I'll play the clip. I'll and I'll give because it's in German. So then I'll give you the translation. So uh, here we go. Before I continue, pay attention to the people's response. Now he's in what appears to be kind of like a Congress or like a parliamentary set, setting, and so everyone that's in there are like colleagues. In press and stuff like that. So listen to their response. 24. September 2022 wird uns allen als ein Tag im Gedächtnis bleiben, von dem wir später einmal sagen werden, ich weiß noch genau, wo ich war. So you heard, he, everyone was quiet at first, and when he mentioned the date, everyone started like muttering. Okay, so for those of you that don't speak German, uh, this is this is basically what he said. He said, "Dear dear colleagues, this twenty fourth of September two thousand and twenty two will be a day remaining in our memories as a day we will say I remember exactly where I was." So, like most of us that are my age, you know, we have those certain dates. You might be able to say, "I remember where I was when the Challenger blew up and when nine uh, eleven happened." Or, you know, you remember what you were doing, what where you was at. Um, <clears throat> those types of things. If you're older, you might remember Pearl Harbor. You know, those types of situations. I mean, you have to be extremely older to remember Pearl Harbor, but you know what I'm saying. There's events in our lives, and especially when you're talking about major events, where you remember what you were doing on that day. So, what is going to happen on the 24th? What do the Kazarian Mafia... NWO globalist have in store for us. So, on this show and other shows, you've heard everyone talk about the NWO globalist, the global elites, the great resets, the WEF, those key words. You've never heard anybody talk about the Kazarian Mafia. Okay? Now, bef before we talk about them, that's going to, I'm going to wrap the show up with who they are. So we'll get to them in a second. So this legislator took to the floor, uh, and this was just this past week, and he let the date slip, September 24th. Um, you know, so what's going to take place on that day? What do they know is coming, or better still, what are they planning? Is this a situation where this guy knows like he, he was in the planning or he's heard things or whatever and he kind of let it slip you know I don't know this guy from Adam so let's let's say he's kind of like a Rand Paul in a sense that you know he's more of a patriot for Germany and like there's some shit going down and I'm gonna let a date slip whatever it is the reaction of the rest of the legislator is quite telling as he speaks the date September 24th there's an open, open and audible surprise of grumbling in the audience. So they know, too. It's almost like everyone there knows once he said the date, they were like, oh, shit, he just said it. I can't believe he just said it. Oh, my God. You know, and clearly a slew of them were, were surprised and not happy that he said what he said. 
there's one other example of the legislator saying something about an upcoming date that is very relevant uh, yeah, re- relevant to this. I'm sorry. For some reason, I couldn't read that word. Months before Russia began its special military operations, a Russian legislator, uh, Vladimir <laughs> Zoranisk, <laughs> took to the floor of the Russian Duma, which is their, their legislature, and said, on February 22nd, the world will see Russia's power. Of course, the date subsequently turned out to be the 24th, two days later, when Russia entered Ukraine for its special military operations. The point of this comparison is the legislators sometimes get the dates slightly wrong, or dates may change for one reason or another, despite whatever info the legislators let slip. But this particular date, September 24, coincides with yet another piece of information, which came out, of all places, the Vatican. The Pope issued an order at the end of August instructing all Vatican entities worldwide must move their financial instruments and assets to the Vatican Bank no later than the 30th. That was in the first clip I played. It is also coincidence that very detailed information that I was able to procure from banker and financial people through non-traditional means, which I broadcasted to the world on the uh, 29th. So whatever is coming later this month is apparently huge. So huge um, that a member of Germany's legislator told us, told his colleagues, it'll be a day remaining in our memories as well as a day we say I remember exactly where I was. I would suggest being completely squared away with food, medical, emergency shelter, any heat plus means to protect. Now, I've been telling you guys this for months. Be ready we don't know what's coming we we don't know if it's our government if it's someone else's government if it's no government if it's the un if it's a combination of all the above it could be your neighbor you don't know and i'm not saying fuck it i am saying it (laughs) get ready if you have generators maybe get some gas you know we live in florida we get prepared for hurricanes you buy extra gas you get your generator ready you stock up on canned food. You stock up on water. The 24th is this weekend. Today's the 21st. And it's Wednesday afternoon. So, you know, time's, time's a ticking. The interesting thing, and this is when I found this this article and I'm reading this stuff, obviously, we've like I said, we've talked about the NWO and the Globalist and the WEF and all these people. We've talked about that. I've done plenty of shows on these individuals for life, may I've never mentioned the uh, the Kazarian Mafia. That I stumbled upon that today doing this research. So obviously, I had to find out who the fuck are these people. I'll tell you in a second. But when I when I found this particular article here in this uh, this Twitter thread that had the the audio that I played of the legislator telling you to that it's going to be a day to remember. Essentially a Rooseveltian type thing where a day to live in infamy type speech. The reason I (laughs) tend to believe things I find when it's in this situation is this. In searching for stuff on September 24th, I found that video. I also found this. And this is from a fact-checking 
website, whatever. And uh, I'll read what they wrote here. Did German politician Frederick Mertz issue a warning that uh, something would occur on September 24th, which would be remembered into the future and not be forgotten by any person? No, that is not true. Now, this is what they're saying. On February 27th, 22, just days after the start of the Russian invasion, Mertz spoke of the first picture sent and uh, first thoughts in the minutes after receiving news of the war. He misspoke when he referred to the date saying September 24th when he intended to say February 24th. The official minutes of the German Bundestag meeting had been corrected transcripts that says February 24th, but social media post September 22. Wrongly claimed this misstatement was an ominous warning. Okay. I don't know about you, but when it's February 27th and you're talking about whatever he was referring to and you're in the month of February, if you were referring to February 24th, you would have said February 24th, not September 24th. It's not like he said, not like it was June and he said July and he meant to say June. That's, I can kind of see that one. But February, September, no. And even even so, you're only talking three days after the German, the uh, Russian invasion. You might have said today or the other day or two days ago. You know, for him to specifically say September 24th, and then if you think I'm crazy, go don't go on Google. Go on DuckDuckGo. Hell, go on Twitter. Go to the search portion of Twitter. And search September twenty fourth. Just se- search that. You don't have to. You don't have to lead it. Don't don't lead Twitter into finding something that you want to find. Just put September twenty fourth and see what you see. If he, if this gentleman Frederick Mertz, misspoke and accidentally said September when he meant to say February, okay, whatever. The fact of the matter is September twenty fourth is trending, and is a searchable thing on Twitter not because of this guy now obviously he pops up but it's not like he's the only one that's talking about September 24th so my personal opinion is is when I get fact checked when I get fact checked on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook that means I'm probably right because half the time I get fact checked they give me some kind of bullshit reason that has nothing to do with the story I put up but nonetheless there's got to be something to this. Now, you can sit here and listen to this today, and if you don't listen to it on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, like if you're listening to this on Friday, the 23rd, you might be like, fuck, well, nothing's really going on. Okay. And it might not be obvious. You might not get a knock at the door. But something's going to happen. Happen. Will there be an EMP, EMP strike? I don't know. Hopefully not, but you never know, right? Um. Just look at the little things that are happening right now. So in North Dakota, the other day, you had an 18-year-old kid ran down by some 40-year-old something or another because he was called a a, a Trump a Trump white supremacist, right? Extremist. Now, for the last couple of weeks, last couple of years, I guess, you've heard these left politicians, whether it's Biden in his speech a couple of weeks ago, 
or Maxine Waters or, you know, whoever, uh, the, the Rashida Tlaib and, and these where they talk about Trump followers being extremist. And when you see them in a restaurant, you corner them and you yell and you bring a crowd and you do this and you do that. This is the types of things we're talking about. It's not necessarily one situation. We've talked about civil war. We've talked about these things. And, and I tried to tell you guys, when, when I say civil war, I'm not talking about north versus south. It's not going to be like that. It's not even going to be state versus state. It's going to be interstate fighting. It could be you versus your neighbor. It could be your neighborhood versus another neighborhood. I'm just, it's not going to be traditional. And, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't put any kind of uh, political leanings one way or the other on any of my vehicles. Um, mainly because I don't want to be in the store and have like a Trump bumper sticker on my car or whatever. And they come out and there's a brick through the windshield. Because that's the way these people are. They talk about the right being extremist and ultra MAGA and whatever. But in, in all honesty, it's, it's the other way around. So, um, and, and we've seen different situations. So like the Phoenix police that we talked about and, um, uh, whoever's in Denmark, they're handing out bug out bags, the Vatican moving money, all these warnings, the Phoenix police come out the other day and, uh, public notification, this was on um, this was on the 19th, so what, two days ago? Members of the U.S. Army will be conducting essential military training in the areas around Phoenix and Peoria between September 20th and the 23rd. The training will consist of air and ground operations to train soldiers in a realistic environment. Safety precautions are in place for participants, and considerations have been made to minimize impact in the community. Why? Why, the, why is the U.S. military training in, in areas around Phoenix and Peoria? Phoenix is the most populated area in that state. Why is the U.S. Army training there? Why? We've talked about many of situations, especially of late, especially like when you talk about school shootings and mass shootings and whatever, just so happened to be a week or so beforehand, there was a training issue. There was a training situation. And I gave you dates, 23rd, 24th, 30th, the 1st. They're going to do this training in Phoenix the 20 through the 23rd. So who's to say that within that next week you don't see something happen in Phoenix? Of all the places in Arizona to do some kind of army exercise, you're going to do it in the most populated city in the, in the um, state? <sighs> it's like it's almost too obvious. And it, it drives me crazy. So, on to other things. And by that we mean this. So, what is, who is, the Kazarian Mafia? So, here's the secret history of the Kazarian Mafia. And if you've never heard of them, I'm not laughing at you. I'm not saying you're stupid because I've never heard of them. Now, you might hear certain words that make you think, okay, yeah, okay, I've heard that before. But, um, <laughs> you know, recently, just, and when I say recently, I'm talking about today, 
Um, this is something that you can't find in history books. You, you, you probably can't Google it. I don't know. I haven't tried to Google it. It's on Duck. Um, there's very little of it on Twitter. Um, so what, um, you know, what it is, is this Kazarian mafia. So, um, you know, it's almost like it's been scrubbed, like, like it's, it's lost. And it's not that it's been scrubbed because it's insignificant and it's not anything to talk about. It's because it's, it is something to talk about. We've we've talked about the Rothschilds. We've talked about the you know Klaus Schwab. We've talked about the the bloodlines of the Illuminati. We've talked about these things, and I've also told you about. We know these names. We know Rockefeller and Rothschilds and and whoever. We know these names, right? And then I said, there's families out there that are even richer than the names you know, and you don't know these people's names. This is one of those peoples. Um, so when I researched it, it turns out that it's very real indeed. It's the Khazarian Mafia. <clears throat> um, the official name is the Khazars or Khazarian people. If you've never heard of them, you're not alone. And I'm about to take you on a wild ride. And if your eyes will be open to how incredibly relevant they are to the Ukraine and everything happening right now. Um, I think it'll really connect a lot of dots for you because like it did for me. So I hope you guys are ready. So let's, let's go. So um, here's a quick summary. The Khazars were a nomadic people from the 6th and 7th century who descended from the Mongols of China and who became essentially trapped between the Holy Roman Empire on one side and the Turks in the Ottoman Empire on the other side. Rather than be forced to take sides between the two different religions, they adopted, quote-unquote, Judaism. However, they were not genetically Jewish, nor did they follow any of the true tenets uh, and teachings of Judaism. Um, in fact... They were very evil, and they used the guise of being Jewish as a type of shield. The lines of the so-called elites that you know today as the Rothschilds, Klaus Schwab, and a bunch of others can be traced right back to this line of people. In essence, some of the worst of the worst of humanity who are not um, Semitic at all but who claim Semitic status as a shield. They have also historically been known as name stealers. <clears throat> so trust me, it's incredible information and absolutely <laughs> captivating to learn the true history. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a definition from uh, Wikipedia. And um, so let's see. Uh, just what I told you is the official wiki for the Khazars. So the Khazars were a semi-nomadic Turkish or Turkic people. Um, they're in the sixth century established a major commercial empire covering the south southeastern southeastern section of modern European Russia, 
southern Ukraine, Crimea, Crimea, and Kazakhstan. They created what is, um, what or what, for its duration, was the most powerful um, polity to emerge from the breakup of the Western Turkic uh, Kaganet, <laughs> astride a, a major artery of commerce between Eastern Europe and Southwestern Asia. Kazaria became one of the foremost trading empires in the early medieval world, commanding the western marches of the Silk Road and playing a key commercial role as a crossroad between China and the Middle East. For um, about three centuries, the Khazars dominated the vast area extending from the Volga-Don steppes to the eastern Crimea um, and the northern Caucasus. Khazaria long served as a buffer state between the Byzantine Empire and both the nomads in northern steppes and the Umayyad Caliphate and Asabad Caliphate. After serving as the Byzantine Empire's proxy against the Sassanian Empire, the alliance was dropped about 900. Uh, Byzantium began to encourage the Alans to attack Khazaria and to weaken its hold on Crimea and the Caucasus and sought to obtain the Entite. <clears throat> With the rising rush um, power to the north, Russia, which it inspired to convert to cre- uh, Christian Christianity. Why in the freak can't I talk? Between 1965 and 1969, the Kievan Rus, or I should say Rus, ruler Slatiba Akiv, as well as his allies, conquered the capital Attil and ended Khazaria's independence. The state became the autonomous entity of the Rus and then the Khaza former province in which the Khazars were known as the Turks, just as Hungarians were known as Turks in Byzantium. So a couple of things there. So the, the name um, Slatozov of Kiev, Kiev, right? Ukraine. Determining the origins of the nature of the Khazars is closely bound with theories of their language, but is it is a matter of intricate difficulty and so are these words. <laughs> Since no indigenous records of the Khazar language survived, the state was polyglot and polyethnic. The native re, uh, religion of the Khazars is thought to have been uh, Tengrism, like that of the North Caucasian Huns and other Turkic peoples. The polyethnic populace of the Khazars appears to have been the multi-confessional mosaic of pagan, uh, Tengrish, Jewish, Christian, and Muslim worshippers. Some of the Khazars joined the ancient Hungarians in the ninth centuries. The ruling elite of the Khazars was said by Judah Halevi and Abraham Daoud to have converted to rabbinic Judaism in the eighth century. But the scope of the conversion to Judaism within the Khazar remains uncertain. When the Khazars disappear, um, dispersed after the fall of the empire, 
is subject to many conjectures. Proposals have been made regarding the possibility of the Khazar fact, uh, factor in the ethogenesis of numerous peoples, such as the Hazaris, the Hungarians, the Kazakhs, the Caucasus of the Don region, um, and the Ukraine, Bukharan Jews, the Muslim Kamuks, the t uh, Turkic-speaking Crimeaks, <laughs> and their Crimean neighbors, the Crimean Karas. Uh, Carrots. Carrots? Yeah, carrots. That sounds right. <laughs> All right. A lot of funky words here. I'm going to see if I can bounce around. The courts of today's Asheric Jews and descendants of the hypothetical Kazarian Jewish diaspora, which married. So basically, that's just a, a rundown of who they are religious wise. They pretended to be Jewish to split the difference between the Roman Empire, which was Catholic, and the the Mongols, or the Ottoman Empire, uh, which I, they probably did Buddha, or Buddhism. So, um, you know, um, if you say anything bad about the Khazars, then you are labeled as an anti-Semite. You know, how convenient. What a perfect cloak, isn't it? You adopt a race and a religion that is not your own, you absolutely bastardize it. And then anyone challenge you on the claim, they are the racist. And it's very, very telling how that works. So this is something you're talking thousands of years ago where they adopted this uh, religion, didn't follow the teachings of it, just said they were. And if you questioned them on it, you were an anti-Semite. You were racist. Isn't it weird how time things repeat themselves not quite the same thing but look let's look at today if you argue with somebody if you're a white person and you argue and not even if you argue with a black person about whatever if you argue <laughs> and let's take black lives matter for example we'll just use that for a perfect example if someone says to you and i don't care what color the person is let's let's just for shits and giggles say the person's white and they say black lives matter and you say no not that black lives matter or don't matter. All lives matter. White, black, Hispanic, whatever. Oh, that's racist. How is that racist? I'm not saying that black lives don't matter. I'm saying that all lives matter. Black, brown, white, yellow, whatever. All people matter. And you get called a racist. I'm sure that has happened to you guys. This is it's nothing new. We, we think of it as being new. It's like you can't even have a conversation with somebody without being called a racist. And it might not be anything about race. Um, <laughs> so they've been running, obviously, they've been running this playbook for a long time. They have the perfect, uh, perfected the art of claiming racism. And, uh, and, you know, we think about it nowadays. We think that it all started with Trump. And that's hardly the case. The Kazarians have been doing it for a very long time. Uh, now, there was a Kazarian Empire, basically right where the Ukraine is, and that's why I was telling you, the Ukraine, the Crimea area. And uh, that's just coincidental, right? Um, you know, folks, for, for reasons 
Ukraine is the center of corruption for the the entire globe. It's because it's the home of the Kazarian Mafia. We've talked about this on this show. We've talked about, and I tried to do it where I didn't sound like I was siding with Russia and I wasn't a Putin playboy. I wasn't trying to side with Putin. But we've talked about that. What if, what if, just play along, Putin is doing the right things here. Now, just what if, what if Zelensky is the crooked bastard? I just talked about it the other day about there's proof that that, uh, you know, that was it Azov Baton, their battalion bombing their own buildings and then blaming it on the Russians, killing their own people. I've told you stories about them dragging mares and, and uh, TV personnel and whatnot out into the streets, killing them in front of their families because they disagreed with the Ukrainian mission. Okay, so here is some alternative history. This isn't like your mainstream Wikipedia where it might be, you know, uh, changed to sound good. All right, so Kazaria, formerly the Kaganet of Kazaria, is a federated sovereign transcontinental state spanning the territory in Eastern Europe, Northern, and Central Asia. It is the seventh largest country in the world by area. It spans five time zones and borders nine different countries. Its population of over 160 million people is the ninth largest in the world due to its mixed Jewish-Turkic culture. It is considered both the largest, largest Jewish and Turkic country in the world. Its capital is Attil. While its largest city is New Jerusalem, having acquired religious significance to the countless Jews fleeing persecution in Western Europe, the state has sometimes been referred to as the New Israel. The Khazars were a semi-nomadic Turkic people that in the late 6th century established a major commercial empire covering the southeastern sections of modern Europe, Russia, southern Ukraine, Crimea, and Kakistan. They created what is, for its duration, was the most powerful polity to emerge from the breakup of Western Turkic um, astride a major artery of commerce between Western Europe and Southeast Asia, Khazaria became one of the foremost trading empires in the early medieval world, commanding the Western marches of the Silk Road and playing a key commercial role, uh, role as a crossroad between China, Middle East, and then Kievan Rus. So it's interesting when I say this word Kievan Rus. So that's Russia and that's Kiev which is modern-day Kiev, Ukraine. I told you back in, back in the day was the, the historical capital of Russia. So anyway, the Khazars adopted Judaism under uh, Kagan Bulmar, Bulam, founder of the Bulan dynasty, which ruled the first Kaganite, his son Ar- Ariel, uh, dubbed the Lion, due to his name and character, would go on to centralize Kaganite and spread Judaism among the population more vigorously. Khazar historians argue that Ariel created the first centralized state in the re- region of North Asia. The first Kaganite uh, would collapse under the pressure of the Golden Horde in 1242. A rump, Khazaria would remain governing uh, till in the northern Caucasus 
or Caucasian, Caucasus, for 150 years until Isaac, the Liberator, would go on to stage massive revolt against the then weakened horde in restoring Khazaria. The Khazars would establish their empire going into Central uh, Asia, reaching as far east as China, breaking power of the Mongol Rumens, the Turkish warlords, thousands of Jews banished from Western Europe would travel to the New Israel, where they would greatly contribute to the enriched of the Second Khaganate. Judaism would spread into Central Asia due to these conflicts. They would lead into clashes with the Muslims in the region, ultimately spreading the pragmatic sanction of 1796, which decreed equity before the law of subjects of Khazaria. Regardless of the religion, Khazaria would rival both the Russians and British for domination in the region, ultimately persevering through the conflicts. During the 19th century, now, before I read on, you notice you're starting to hear, now we're into the late 1700s, early 1800s. You know, now I'm telling you names of countries that you know, Russia, Britain. You ever remember talking about Khazaria? During the 19th century, Khazaria would rapidly industrialize following Western Europe trends caught on to travel, caught onto by traveling Khazarian merchants. The absolute monarchy would gradually give way to the constitutional one with the establishment of the Neset in 1742 and the adoption of the formal constitution in 1908. Khazaria is a constitutional monarchy with a federal structure. The Kagan often translated as empire abroad, emperor I should say abroad, holds a symbolic yet powerful spiritual and cultural role as the head of state and symbol of national unity and is held in the high regard by the people. The current monarch is Kagan Elijah IV, born Elijah ben Abraham. Abraham. The monarchy of the Khazaria enjoys wide domestic support with a poll conducted in 2018 in 2018, showing over 90% support, the government is formed by the largest party in the Khazanet, currently the Conservative Party, with, with its leader acting as Prime Minister of the Khazaria, currently Benjamin Netanyahu. Khazaria is a great power and is considered a potential superpower. It is ranked 52nd in the Human Development Index with the universal health care system and a free university education. Khazaria's economy is the world's third largest by nominal GDP and PPP. It is recognized nuclear weapon state. It is, its economy is bolstered by its powerful and influential banking situations, as well as the country's mineral wealth, which is one of the largest in the world. So, what's the shocking truth behind the conspiracy theories? The history of the Khazarians, specifically the Khazarian Mafia, the world's largest organized crime syndicate that the Khazarian oligarchy morphed into by the deployment of Babylonian money magic, completely excised from the history books. The present-day KM Khazarian Mafia knows that it cannot operate or exist without abject secrecy and therefore has spent a lot of money having its history excised from the history books in order to prevent citizens of the world from learning about its evil beyond imagination that empowers empowers the world's largest organized crime cabal. The authors of this article have done their best 
um, to resurrect this lost right. secret of the Kazarians and their large international organized crime syndicate, best referred as the Kazarian Mafia, and make this history available to the world via the internet, which is the new Gutenberg Press. It has been exceedingly difficult to reconstruct this hidden secret history of the KM, so please excuse any minor incurrences and errors which are unintentional and are due to the difficulty of digging out the truth history of the Kazarian as mafia. We have done the best we can to reconstruct it. All right. So, it was... So, what is this? This is a... Um, so, Mike Harris, he's a, he's a writer. It was Mike Harris that connected the dots and made the actual discovery of the presence of the Kazarian Mafia's secret history and the blood oath to take revenge on Russia for helping Americans win the Revolutionary War and the Civil War and their blood oath of revenge against America and Americans for winning those wars is sustaining the Union. All right. Nothing like working with a phone internet gimmick. <laughs> uh, where are we at here? In the Syrian conference on combating terrorism and religious extremists December 1st, 2014, in his keynote address, Veterans Today's senior editor and director Gordon Duff disclosed publicly for the first time ever that world terrorism is actually due to a large international organized crime syndicate associated with Israel. This disclosure sent shockwaves around the conference and almost instantly around the world, as almost every world leader received reports of Gordon Duff's historical disclosure that same day, some within minutes. And the shockwaves from his historic speech in Damascus continue to re reverberate around the world, even to this very day. And now Gordon Duff has asked President Putin to release Russians' intel, which will expose about 300 traitors in Congress for their serious serial felonies and statutory espionage on behalf of the Khazarian Mafia against America and many Middle East nations. We now know that the Khazarian Mafia is waging a secret war against America and Americans by the use of false flag, gladio-style terrorism and via the in illegal and unconstitutional Federal Reserve System, the IRS, the FBI, FEMA, Homeland Security, and the TSA. So before I keep going here, think about the things that just happened recently. We hired more IRS agents. When the FBI is obviously a crooked situation. God only knows what FEMA, Homeland Security, and TSA are up to, right? We know for certain that the Kazarian Mafia was responsible for deploying an inside job, Gladio-style false flag attack on America on 9-11, as well as Murrah... Uh, building bombing on April 19th and 95, the Oklahoma City bombing. <sighs> the hidden history of the incredible, in evil Kazarian Mafia. So, from 100 to 800 AD, the incredibly evil society emerges in Kazaria. In 800, the ultimatum is delivered by the Russia and other surrounding nations. The leaders of the surrounding nations, especially Ruffer, Ruffer, Russia, <laughs> have had so many years of complaints by their citizens that, as a group, they delivered an ultimatum to the Kazarian king. They sent a com uh, communique 
to the Khazarian king that he must choose one of three Abrahamic religions for his people, make it his official state religion, and require all Khazarian citizens to practice, practice it, and socialize all Khazarian children to practice the faith. The Khazarian king was given a choice between Islam, Christianity, and Judaism. The Khazarian king chose Judaism and promised to stay within the requirements. We already read all that for the most part. 12,000 AD. I'm sorry, 1,200 AD. <laughs> Russia and the surrounding nations have had enough and take action. Russian-led group nations surrounding Khazaria and invaded it in order to stop the Khazarian crimes against their people, which included kidnapping of their young children and blood sacrifice ceremonies to Beal. Bial. Bial. Beelzebub. The Khazarian king and his inner court of criminals' murders came known as the Khazarian Mafia by his neighboring countries. Um, the Khazarian king and his court uh, mafia plotted external revenge against the Russians and surrounding nations that invaded Khazaria and drove them from power. The Khazarian Mafia invades England after being expelled for hundreds of years. To accomplish their invasions, they hired Oliver Cromwell to murder King Charles I and make England safe for banking again. This began the English Civil Wars, which raged for nearly a decade, resulting in the, the regicide of the royal family and hundreds of the genuine English nobility. This is how the city of London was set up as a banking capital of Europe and launched the beginning of the British Empire. The Khazarian Mafia decides to infiltrate and hijack all world banking using Babylonian black magic, known as Babylonian money magic, or the secret of making money from nothing, also using the power of um, pernicious usury and accumulate interest. The Mafia used their vast fortune to enter into the new system of banking based on secret Babylonian black magic, money magic, that claimed to have learned from the evil spirits of Baal in return for their money, or <laughs> in return for their many children sacrificed to him. The Babylonian money magic um, involved the substitution of paper credit certificates, gold and silver deposits, which allow travelers to travel with their money, Interesting how the very problem that was started by the Khazarians also had a solution provided by them. Eventually, the Khazarian king and his small surrounding court infiltrated Germany with a group that chose to be named the Bowers of Germany to represent them, which carried the bell-powered system of evil, the Bowers of the Red Shield. This is, this is important. So the Bowers of the Red Shield. Now, we talked about this on the Rothschilds and the NWO. The Red Shield is... German, or German for that, is the Rothschilds. Represented their secret blood-based child sacrifices, changed their names to the Rothschilds. The Rothschilds, as a front man for the Khazarian Mafia, and infiltrated and hijacked the British banking, and then hijacked the whole uh, nation of England. Um, and, and we know the story of the Rothschilds, the Bank of England, the Federal Reserve, many banks in this world, the banks of whatever country, are run by the Rothschilds. Rothschilds had five sons who have tried to took over Europe banking and the city of London, central banking systems through various crafty convert operations, which include a false report of Napoleon winning against the British when actually he lost. This allowed the Rothschilds to use fraud and deception 
to steal the wealth of the English nobility, and then landed gentry who made business investments in the city of London. So obviously the area in which we're talking is is right in the the areas around Ukraine, Georgia, um, what's the, I can't think of the country north of Ukraine, but uh, Belarus, um, those areas, and pretty much, okay, if you recall, depending on how old you are, you might know what I'm talking about. So like the eastern, or what was it called, the western block of Russia before the, the fall of the Soviet Union. So Georgia, Ukraine, uh, Belarus, um, I can't think of all the names of those countries right there, but that that area is basically the Kazarian Empire. Um, it all kind of makes sense now as you read on. And I have more information, and I'm curious if you guys have ever heard of these people. If you have, if you have any information, you have heard of these people, why don't you drop me a line on Twitter, PCGC underscore 1775, and, you know, maybe we can have a discussion. If you have something to add to the show, you know, we can even set up an interview. Uh, We can Skype, whatever the case may be, and, uh, you know, I can have you on the show. I do have more on this. I'm going to talk about maybe on Friday or this weekend. I'm thinking about doing a live show Saturday because the wife has to work. But the interesting thing is, is look at the area. So think back to before the fall of the Soviet Union. And without trying to sound like a Russian sympathizer, and obviously we know communism is bad, no matter what country has it. But you, you can't help but wonder if the things that happen, and I, I don't care who the presidents are. I'm not talking about this was under Reagan, you know. Um, you know, tear down that wall, Gorbachev, you know, whatever. <laughs> was this all part of the plan? Was this part of the Kazarian Mafia's plan to get their land back, so to speak? I don't know. It's interesting. Like I said, I have more stuff here than I want to, I'm going to do some more research on this and come back later, whether it's Friday or next week, but it'll be soon because uh, assuming the world hasn't ended by, by then. I guess we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. All right, guys. With that being said, it is Wednesday, September twenty first, two thousand and twenty two. Please make sure you check out our sponsors, Redcon uh, Redcon One dot com, uh, Makers Mark Bourbon, and ChristianLawson dot com, and also check us out on the social media platforms. Don't tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the TikTok. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's DTOM underscore 1775. And like I said, if you want to hit me up on the Twitter, it's PCGC underscore 1775. Don't forget our website, don'ttreadonamerica.com. And guys, please subscribe to the show. If you're whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, we're available everywhere. So please tell your friends, share this with your friends, and then subscribe to the show. That way you get downloads, you get, you know, updates when the show's coming up and whatever. And like I said, if you want to follow us on the Facebook, that way when I do live shows, we can we can interact. It's not even so much you looking at my ugly face on, <laughs> on Facebook. We can actually interact. You can ask me questions. We can bring up stuff. And uh, that's what I like would like to start doing with these live shows. So follow us there. 
Um, like I said, this this Saturday, I'm thinking probably about 7. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook, I will post it probably tomorrow on Facebook so you guys will know. And you can you can like it and share interest in it and whatever and share it with your friends and so on and so forth. And we can have a good conversation. All right, guys. Other than that, you have a great day. Uh, and uh, hopefully we get to talk on Friday. Hopefully shit hasn't hit the fan. Hopefully I'm wrong. How about that? I mean... I fear I'm not, but hopefully I am. And even even so, that's the 23rd. It's really not supposed to hit the fan until the 24th or so. So, guys, just stay tuned, be vigilant, go out and do some shopping. If you have the means, go out and do some shopping. Take care.